0: Hello and welcome to Just Get A Real Job, the podcast where we speak to emerging creatives and creators alike from across the creative industries. I am your editor once again, back with the intros and outros for this week. Uh, Jamie wasn't available because he was preparing for his grand's funeral, but I'm here to give you the intros and outros and I think secretly listeners. You prefer my intros, don't you? You love to hear my voice at the beginning of the podcast, so you're welcome. But anyway, let's get straight into the episode. First of all, actually, before we get in the episode, just wanted to say a massive thank you to those that came to the Ember Friend shows. It was an amazing opportunity for us to speak uh, in a live perspective and obviously to engage with the audience as well, engage with the listeners. It was really good for so many people to turn up and hear what we had to say. So many interesting conversations with so many creatives. So thank you once again. It was really something that we will remember for a long, long time. And hopefully it won't be too long till we do something again, such as this, as doing live shows. We really enjoy it. And, um, yeah, it was, it was it was really good. But this week, returning to the podcast is Jasmine Gleeson and Joe O'Neill, both Irish comedians, so you'd imagine this episode will be full of laughs, it'll be an absolute belter, but also some interesting points of discussion as well. And yes, I hope you enjoy this week's episode. I believe Jasmine also had an Edinburgh Fringe show as well, so if you managed to check that out during the Edinburgh Fringe, thank you so much for supporting our guests on the podcast. And yeah, as always, thanks for listening to this week's episode. A few housekeeping rules before we get started. Just make sure to like us on social media, tell your friends and family to listen. And if you have a bit of spare change, even though we're all feeling the pinch, you can donate to our Patreon page at patreon.com justgetarealjob. All the money goes back into the podcast. And yes, thank you very much for your support once again. But until then, this is this week's episode with Jasmine Gleeson and Joe O'Neill, Irish comedians live at the Edinburgh Fringe.
1: Good evening Edinburgh, hello! Oh my god, the energy tonight
2: is like, the last few weeks we've been starting on stage, so we thought last night we'd do a walk-on, but thank you, it's lo- lovely of most of my friends to come tonight, it only took you to weeks, the last week, but I appreciate <laughs> it. Um, we have a brilliant show in store for you tonight, we've got two people who um, have become friends with through and we Aww. have... Uh, the lovely uh-huh. Joe O'Neill and Jasmine Gleeson uh, It's a pleasure to have you both on the podcast But first, I just want to say it's been a hard month We've had you know, the free shows There's been a lot going on, but just a quick massive round of applause To Mr. Elliot Mitchell for doing the tech for this podcast He it's every episode as well We couldn't do it without him So thank you, Elliot
3: the most incredible hype man I've ever seen. Yeah, That, that was, cool. <laughs> that was, was an incredible introduction. Yeah. I feel like I'm still
2: there. Yeah,
3: so. <laughs> oh, I kind of. Oh also want to
1: point out Jamie described me as the lovely Joe O'Neill and just you as Jasmine Gleason. I just want to let don't that don't one. I need know.
3: no introduction, lads. Don't <laughs> need <Don't, don't laughs> it. Into, it don't need
1: it. <laughs> I
2: mean, letting you stay in my cupboard for the entire fringe. That is so true. I'm mean. living Literally. in Jamie's
3: cupboard at the moment for the whole fringe. To honest, Scottish cupboards discovered are like the same size as normal rooms in London. So it's been. An absolute dream, Jamie, so thank and you. you. And you got to
1: feel like Harry Potter for a while.
3: Exactly. Yeah,
2: the dream. It's been yeah. good. Um, well, what I thought we'd start tonight's episode, we're sort of gonna do like a bit of a deep dive into what it's like to sort of be a young creative. It's, it's not easy as you both know. Um especially as two Irish people that have moved to London and it's it's very expensive for you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but firstly, I thought it'd be good if you could wanted to just introduce yourselves. I'm mean, both be on the podcast before, Joe. I think this is your like fifth time on the podcast. Uh, lost we've lost count. count yeah, <laughs> you know. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But do you want to? Yeah, do you want to introduce yourselves? Just yeah, How yeah, cool. are you, Joe? Since you're so confident.
1: I oh, thank you for. Uh, yeah, I I am arrogant. People say. Uh, yeah, I'm Joe O'Neill, uh, six foot four. And uh, I live in London. Is this a
3: Hinge profile? Or I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm no, I'm no we're saying. not doing
1: a Tinder profile. Come on. Okay, <laughs> I'm just saying, th- this could be two things for me, okay? For one, <laughs> it's talking about the arts, but also I've got a life outside of it. Um, but <laughs> I run a theatre company, Little Shadow Theatre Company, um, which is I set up in 2016 as a way of first to get my work out there as a, as a playwright and an actor, but also to promote um, up-and-coming Irish writers in Ireland. Um, as well as that, I, I've created short films and I have produced theatre um, to promote Irish writing and people of Irish, um, generationally Irish as well. And since moving to London, um, last September, I've started doing Irish creative networking nights uh, once a month where I bring together Irish creatives just to uh, basically get pissed and play music and have a laugh. And it's been a massive success. I've really thrilled how it's gone. Like People have come up to me living in London for 20, 30 years. Irish and Irish descent or whatever, and just being like it, it. They're saying like it makes no sense why it's taken, why no one has done it, and I'm just like, uh, like it's just really easy because Irish people <laughs> like to be with uh, not just with Irish people, but they like to have the crack. Do you know what I mean? The crack is the best thing ever. If you're American, it's crack is still great, um, but it's it's about getting us all together and it's it's about networking, but it's mainly about having like a safe space just to where you feel welcome and just to have a laugh and to make fun of English people. <laughs> I like that in
2: Scotland too. So
1: yeah, uh, that's why. Yeah, <laughs> Scots are all. You read always the working. room there. Thanks very much. Reading the
3: room. Yeah, um, Jasmine, maybe, yeah so. sure. So my name is Jasmine Gleeson. Uh, me, me and Joe actually met through uh, acting. We both studied together in college in Dublin, uh, and then I branched into a stand-up comedy, which I've been doing about four or five years now. So I'm at the Fringe doing uh, a play. Uh, we did it just did a play for two weeks with a new theatre company I've set up called Moon Rabbit. And that went very, very well. Uh, I'm also doing stand-up comedy show as well at the Fringe, um, and I also run some uh, stand-up comedy nights in London as well. So if anyone's ever in London, come to my <laughs> shows, please. That'd yeah. be great. And on your shows Stark. on
2: tonight as well. So yes, after this, I do have a show if tonight. anyone's not doing anything. You're playing at nine o'clock.
3: Absolutely, you please pl- come. Please
2: plug it. Again. We'll plug it at the end.
3: Again. Absolutely, yeah. It's at nine o'clock though, but it's uh, <laughs> it's good fun. I'll tell you about what it's about later on.
2: Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Well, just quickly touch. What's been lovely is I, s- I met Joel through podcasting. That's right. I don't even remember how we met. We sort of become friends, and then through Joe, we met you, and we i mean—which is a really nice like way of uh, you know just as creative people, especially in lockdown, you know, through this podcast, we just got to meet, which was class. Um, but I thought a good place to start. Cause you both talked about being from Ireland. You're obviously very Irish, both of you. <laughs> but Thank you. We both—you both, both spoken before when I interviewed you about like how everyone sort of leaves Ireland pretty much who's young there and moves to other places. So how why did you both leave Ireland and like? As creatives, how have you found sort of moving to London? Mm-hmm. Well, um, for,
3: for me, I moved about seven years ago now. Uh, there's something about, I suppose, being a smaller pond, do you know, and sometimes quite an insular pond as well. I think sometimes uh, if, you, if you don't study in the right places, if you don't have money, it's hard to get into things, you know, especially... Certain theatres would only hire the same people over and over again. I find that particularly in Ireland and Dublin particularly, maybe. Um, And so moving to London seemed like a a better option, really. I did find, now when I got to London, that I hadn't studied anywhere the big places in London either. So they were all like, who are you? So it was trickier as well. But uh, in terms of, I find personally, in terms of kind of creative industries and and finding your space, you do have to make your own work. It's what I have found with stand-up. You make your own work, you write your stuff, you do it or with theater, like doing the play this fringe is you make your own work, as you said, Joe, in terms of making your own theater company and making work as well. I think that has become a big part of it. And there was more sense of space, I guess, in a different country as well. There's something about (laughs) Irishness. We have got this thing called notions. Uh, oh in God ireland yeah,
2: i love this yeah. when you said this on the podcast the first. i said this before explain to the it. audience like what okay. notion because it's a great term
3: a notion is <laughs> if it's you see a corner
2: we're on countdown no, it's fine <laughs> yeah
3: yeah if you see someone with a notion they've you know notions above their station is what it means right but it's not really it is that but it's not it's like it's like uh, they think they're something big but, you know but the thing is you can think that about anyone anyone at any point in ireland and it's like say you know Oh, you're gonna play. Oh, Jesus, notions. Do you know it's that kind of but thing? Like,
1: they say Bono has notions. <laughs> like Bono is, is is Ireland. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like he represents us as much <laughs> as Guinness. And if you say Bono has notions, like you're the problem. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, and when
3: you do well in Ireland, there's always a bit like, Ugh. you know, <laughs> there's something a bit cringy yeah. about doing well in Ireland but as like, an Irish person.
1: But like, it's not. It's not just. I, I think it's when it's come to mental faculties that people. Attack that because I don't. I think with like performance-wise, whether it's acting, singing, or whatever. Like the, the, the typical thing is like oh, I wouldn't to stick to have a crowd. You too for some reason. I actually quite like you, you too I do. I think they're very nice. Um, but people will say, and I hear this the whole time. It's like I wouldn't see them if they're in my back garden. I'm like you fucking would. <laughs> you would though. If like if you too was playing in my back garden, I would definitely go out and pop my head and see what the story was. It'd be confusing, it'd be weird, but I would definitely stick around for the greatest hits. Not their new stuff anyway, but I would have got stuff from it. But, <laughs> but like, when it comes to, to music and stuff like that, people would say, I think it's a sense of, well, I could do that. Or, like, my, or your man down the pub, he can do the songs. Like, they don't understand. But when it comes to football or rugby or um, mm. I, soccer a little bit, because I don't like, I like, prefer, saying, prefer saying football. I don't like saying soccer, but we have Gaelic football, blah, 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 blah. Um, but. People will think I could play soccer. There was a guy who played with me and my local team. He's very good. He should have made it. Like, and I don't like him. So therefore, it's a little bit downgraded. But with mm-hmm. GA or anything like that, where you're physically, you can see them like getting their head kicked in, they have a little bit more respect. But like when it comes to anything that's just mentally, like just using your mind, like you're you're a piece of shit back home. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's begrudgery. It's begrudgery. begrudgery. Yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Since so I could do that as well. yeah, it really is that thing. Now it's not also a lovely place to live, and you should all visit. That's very very nice. <laughs> visit. But there is definitely a sense of that I think for sure. Yeah. it's
1: but very frustrating, especially
3: in the arts. Maybe. Yeah, and we
2: but we talked before because I think Scotland can be a bit. I think it's kind of a working class thing personally. Like that, if you sort of do a bit well for yourself, and probably all aspects, like, but particularly the arts, or you say. I maybe wanna be like a musician or a podcaster and play the free fringe or whatever. You know, people are a bit like, do you ye, yeah, <laughs> I? Do you know what I mean? That's us people are like yeah, that. And, yeah, and like yeah. I think you have and you always sort of feel like an imp- I well I do anyway, like I feel like an I've just been at the T V festival all day, and I feel like an imposter all day and I'm looking at it and I'm like, why the hell am I here? But that's just like sort of ingrained into you. And mm-hmm. it's it's bad. We should not do that as a society and as a culture, because that's you know, you need to nurture the arts, you need to nurture young people into the arts. So, you know, we need to, to fight back against this attitude. But I think it is a thing here as a but I just think notions is a great way of yeah. categorizing it. Yeah. So I I've I've taken that one from you good. since you first came on the podcast. It's <laughs> not yeah. like British people to take stuff from the Irish. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like as a Scot, to exclude yeah, myself yeah, from okay. it, Until <laughs>
1: until until next year. Okay, you're yeah. still British technically. <laughs> 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 I think I turned the audience against me now. Yeah, but I yeah. I <laughs> yeah. yeah. We had a good run, guys. Yeah. We're, we're
2: only like <laughs> ten minutes in. Come on. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs>
1: there are gonna be um, tomatoes
2: thrown at me soon. Yeah. Um well I, I also thought Jasmine as you were saying you had, you've got two shows and I've seen them both we're very good um, and uh, like it's been lovely having you up for the month but do you want to sort of quickly talk about your shows how, they'd, how you'd found that and how you'd found sort of coming to Edinburgh to do a fringe show Yeah as
3: well? um, so I first did the fringe in 2019 I did a split bill so son of comedy you don't You kind of ease into it, kind of thing, in terms of doing a proper show. So, I did uh, an hour split into three with two other comics, and it was incredible the best experience I'd ever had. I got a tattoo of Arthur's seat, (laughs) (laughs) I was really into it. Uh, And then, of course, I wanted to come back for 2022, and I wanted to do like I wanted to work as much as I could. So, um, my partner actually wrote me a play about an Irish nurse in World War II uh He's he in is tonight. here <laughs> joe i wasn't gonna point him out he doesn't like being pointed out but okay get him <laughs> he is here he wrote a beautiful story it, it did incredibly incredibly well and um, it got three five-star reviews um it's 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 a beautiful story as it is anyway so we kind of knew it was going to do well but it was a huge surprise because we didn't we know we loved it but when you're is just a two-person team putting on something and writing something and creating something in your flat in london you really were like We think this is great but we also like each other so you know we're going to be very nice to each other you know so presenting in front of people and then being like we also like it we're like oh my gosh great (laughs) super so that was the play and then stand-up has been a whole different thing of gradually working over years in terms of getting a set together and figuring out a show and very much related um related to the pandemic and all that happened over the last couple of years in terms of i like to very much talk about mental health and stuff and what i'm actually what's actually happening which is probably good and bad because it is very much therapy <laughs> which is good for me but bad for the audience sometimes because it's like i should be paying them you know it's that kind of vibe sometimes um but yeah it's been an incredible experience and it's it's been going good but it's just you know it's fringe so it's very up and down yeah, yeah, sure. But
2: you'd had some five-star reviews, some four-star reviews. Yeah, been, been yeah,
3: good. yeah. It's been good. Yeah, stand-up got four-star reviews as well. But the thing is, as well, reviews—you know—it's just one person's opinion, and I shouldn't say that when it's good reviews.
1: You know, a God, Jasmine, just take the compliment.
3: <laughs> I will. But there's always
1: a something to moan about. Is that? Oh, I got a four-star <laughs> review, but did I earn it? You fucking did, all Thank right? you. Thank and you everyone Angel. here is going to go see it and agree. Aren't we, everyone? <laughs> <laughs> aren't <Ooh>. we, everyone? <laughs> yeah. There we go. There true, we go. literal, true gritty. You were, you were
2: saying Elliot was the, is the best hype man, but I think Joel's pretty good as well. He does it, he's quite angry hype man. Oh, uh, yeah, I was going to
1: say, I find oh, yeah. a bit more aggressive. You know, I'm bullying you into, like, coming to see For a sure. stand-up show. We
3: did plan this. I was like, if you could shout at them a good bit, <laughs> <word, laughs> I'll <laughs> ring in and play all coy. Oh, no, oh. don't come. Jesus, <laughs> now. <You're> fucking
1: coming. <laughs> Please.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, but I, I kind of, I'm putting you on the spot a wee no bit right. here, Jasmine. But I know in your stand-up show you talk about the Muppets. Yes. so I thought because we're doing a live podcast, when it is rare we get the audience full well, Do you want to ask the audience what you ask them in your stand-up? Sure. Show? And we'll see if we I get, do. We'll see if anyone has any suggestions. Well, <laughs> I
3: excellent. can't wait for this. Well, I do you first need to check? Do you like the Muppets? Do we know the Muppets? Yeah. Yes. Okay.
1: One person does. Okay. <laughs> Literally just one person <laughs> there does.
3: So my question is, uh, I basically, during the during the lockdown, got really into the Muppets, like too into the Muppets probably, do you know, it became like a comfort, you know, there was nothing else I could do, so the Muppets was it. Um, I made my own puppet, the show is kind of about that. Um, <laughs> my question is, which is hard when I can see all your faces, uh, <laughs> if you had to have sex with a Muppet, which would it be? <laughs> and there's right and wrong answers, okay? So personally, Sam Eagle, he's the blue one with the stern brow, you know, uh, which is probably daddy issues, <laughs> let me tell you. Uh, yes, someone said, yes it is. <laughs> uh, but I'm gonna put it to the floor, very intense. Put it to the floor, anyone uh, have a Muppet that they would uh, consider. They what was that? Yes. Miss Piggy is an excellent choice, sir. Miss Piggy's spot on, Miss Piggy's the right choice, actually. Some people nodding, yeah. Miss I Piggy knows what she's doing, is the whole thing.
2: Yeah. I'm gonna say Gonzo, <laughs> that's the one. That's
3: Gonzo I, yeah, is- is my is
2: favorite character, you know, just go for it.
3: Gonzo's lovely. But if you have to be a chicken, really, you know, yeah, he's no interest in anything but chickens. Mm. You could hang onto his nose, that'd be fun. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my God.
3: But, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's go, the one go thing. Go
2: and see Jasmine's stand-up show anyways. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We
3: delve into this topic yeah, 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 and
2: yeah. more. But Joel, you'd also been doing some sort of like videos recently, You sort of moved into TikTok. Do you want to talk a bit about, I about have. that as well?
1: Um, yeah, no, I have been releasing somewhat weekly uh, comic videos on Man United. Anyone support Man United? Elliot. Apart like from you me and Elliot, who are yeah, going get a now. Uh, dead. Okay, great. <laughs> this is going to go down fantastically. Uh, no, but I, I've been working with man uh, on a YouTube channel uh, for the past year or so. And um, when I moved to London, I was trying to... Because the problem is when you move to a big city and you have to, you know, eat and breathe and live and wear clothes and just exist, you tend to have to spend 40 quid a day. So, like, it leaves very little time to exist in any sort of creative platform. So the one thing I know, like, intimately is loneliness and football. Um, That's two things. Thanks, Jasmine. Um, But, and even though I don't really want to know that much about football, I'd rather know anything useful, but I just know everything about football, and it's very frustrating. So I was like, I can try and monetize this. And by monetize it, I mean make no money. But I, so I watch United, follow news, and then release a video when something happens. And people laugh at them, mostly me. Uh, but people write at little mo- moment. They go, "Hey, that's funny," and I go, "Thank you," and <laughs> and I continue on my day with that with that little ego boost. Um, but I've been doing that, getting a good response, and it's just something. Um, I like I said earlier on, I do a good few. well, I'm trying to do as many things as possible. But it's just kind of a weekly like yeah. methadone boost of of creativity <laughs> that you have to get when you're living in the concrete heckle that is the Wonderful London. Well, you do both choose to live there, so I've got no sympathy. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I feel I was forced to go there by my country. <laughs> it's a lovely could've country. It's you're dead, you're you're gonna, all right, guys, okay. <laughs> uh, I realize this is a thing of my own making, but still, yeah, look, I feel like I do feel like creatives should live in London at some point. I never thought I'd never actually thought I'd live there. Never get a crawl to go there. And I am enjoying it. And there is like an infinite more opportunities and stuff like that. But it is a lot. Do you know? You are, when you're when you're, when things are going well, there is probably nowhere better. There's nowhere to like it. But then just when things are on a like a, a downward, t- like it can just be really rough. And that's why I, I set up my nights. And that's why I'm trying to do as much as I can. But it is London.
3: Yeah. Hopefully though, I, sorry, just to say, I, I don't know with, with the pandemic there was a big sense of people getting out of London and I've yeah, definitely yeah. found I've been there seven years and I feel like I've heard, met a lot of people who've been like yeah seven years kind of felt like enough you know um, and hopefully it'll be a sense of you know apparently there's a lot of other places that you know for the arts and stuff as well like Edinburgh of course and places in Scotland and Bristol and these places seem to be becoming the yeah, yeah, hubs yeah, yeah. for creativity so hopefully it'll be something that moves out of yeah 100%. London you know
1: I don't think so. I think, I really th- I think,
3: think it has to. It has think, to. I mean, I think <laughs> please. Please, please. <laughs> there's like, there's I need like, like to <laughs> leave. There's like a good,
2: um, you know, I think there's I mean, one thing to come out of the pandemic in the arts was like accessibility. And we realized we could do a lot of things remotely. We mm-hmm. do, uh, Things can move and become more local into the community, which is, of course, great for the arts, especially people like ourselves who are just sort of breaking into the industry now. Um, but I thought another question I wanted to ask you both is, I've got well, it's two questions really, but firstly, what's the best thing about being a young creative? And what's the hardest thing about being a young creative? So I'll go to you first, Jasmine.
3: Before Joe interrupts you in
2: like (laughs) a second. (laughs) I
3: was just about to pounce. (laughs) Um, The best and the worst. Um, Oh God, I guess it's a sense of possibility, really. Um, Especially going to somewhere like the Fringe Festival. You get to see all these shows and... I'm at a point in my career where I don't want to pigeonhole myself into one thing, so with stand-up and that kind of thing. I don't want to do one style of stand-up. I want to do puppetry and clowning. And it depends what show I've just seen. I saw <laughs> some acrobats recently. I was like, I want to do that as well. <laughs> <laughs> Comedy from us. No, no. I, wanna, I don't want to be too confined by what I think other people want me to do. And same in with theatre as well, With putting on shows. I love the idea of being able to create your own thing and just go with it, and I think that is something we shouldn't dampen in ourselves as well. And um, the worst part is not having any money. Actually, really, <laughs> to be honest, that's probably yeah, yeah, yeah. it. I'm that's probably the hardest. I, I you're
2: not allowed to say that. I have to say something else because that's the obvious answer. Money. Uh, although okay. It's true. No, okay, fair, but, fair, fair, fair. Um, no, I just, just, I FYI for Joe as well, no, so I can't call for you.
3: Um, so okay, of I guess it's so. I mean, is instability in the same thing as money? I think it's
2: linked, but slightly different.
3: Yeah, I guess uh, it's 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 so, it's so up and down. Like even today, right, doing the fringe, I have had incredible times, great reviews, blah blah blah, blah, and then you know I have to go flyer, (laughs) and it crushes my soul. You know, it just it like, it can just be so defeating sometimes, very quickly as well. You know, and you just have to kind of go. Well, this is there's a reason I'm doing it. I kept thinking to myself, anytime I'm doing something that's particularly hard, but creativity i guess i'm like i chose this i chose this <laughs> i did choose this is <laughs> why i'm doing this. yeah well i like, think like you know i could get a job in an office i could do something else i tried it during the pandemic and it wasn't for me but you know y- that is an option but um you choose not to because it is worth it we're insane we're insane yeah, yeah, yeah but that helps fuel it you know that keeps us going
1: yeah cool um, I'm going like, to say the depressing one first and then okay. say the positive one because yeah. then we'll go in a positive mindset onto the next question I instead like of it. being this kind of silence of like what the <laughs> fuck are we doing why are we in the arts uh, I think the like the, the, the stuff that comes with it which is like the worst thing is like the, the constant rejection the, you know, and it's, not even, it's, it's even like what Jazz was saying about flyering which is like a little rejection but it still, it does hurt your soul and the problem is when you're creative, you have to be open. You have to be wi- like just so willing to experience all aspects of life. And with that, which is a massive thing and why I love creative people, it does leave you open just to be wounded. And then it's very hard to heal that. And You try to he- do that with your art. And then but when you put your art out there, you don't get the response. And when I say the response you think you deserve, it's not you expect it to be like, Five star reviews and, and like uh, making millions and millions and millions. It's just that people just don't see it, or like don't get it or whatever. And you're just you're just putting everything into it, and there's just either something missing in you or something missing in something else, that doesn't allow you to really connect. And you're just and you put everything in and you just don't get that back. That and and it's also like on a personal aspect it is like, on in your life trying to meet someone. You know, I am, as previously referenced through Hinge and Tinder profiles, <laughs> I, I am a single man. Hopefully not f- for the entire evening if anyone's out there feeling desperate. Oh, my God, uh, Joe. I'm glad that got I the think biggest I podcast la- goes yeah. out uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. next week a bit great, Joe, say, I'm Joe, that I'm glad that got the biggest laugh so far. <laughs> um... Just but getting a bit sad, man. No, no, but like, you did you not ask what's the worst thing? Like, I'm being honest. Uh, he did ask. Why am I getting in trouble? But
3: creativity. I'm just saying.
1: I'm just saying. I'm just saying. But it is the thing of like trying, uh, trying to meet someone and trying to like, uh, like I'm, I'm, like nearly thirty. I'm thirty-two, um, <laughs> and um, <laughs> I'm quite proud of that one. It was good. Yeah, it was good. Okay. Yeah, it was good. I've, I've Only I've had, funny
2: thing you would said today, but the
1: way. I I wrote that down three years ago. I've been fucking dying to say it. Um, <laughs> I was so excited to hit 30 so I could say that. Um, but is that thing of like trying to meet someone and you're like your your options get like less and less because of the world you're in where you're like I right now have nothing but like I, I booked an ad but I actually didn't book the ad. I I booked the COVID backup but I. Like if I'd got that out, it was loads. That, like I'm not gonna say much, but it was a good bit of money. And then you're you're like ask, your way you are in your life sort of changes because suddenly you're like I am, like I'm doing stuff and I'm being creative and I am like earning a living from it and then everything boosts. But like if you just don't get it, then I was gonna say you're fucked, but you're not fucked, and um and that's not ideal. But on the positive, see this is why I said the negative one first because you're all fucking depressed now. But the positive aspect. Is to be in a room with like people like you guys, and to be able to come up to the fringe and, like, I'm not speaking for Jasmine, but like, with what she's doing with with having two shows on in the fringe that are being like res- incredibly well received, like that's that's what it's all for, you know. And it's you, I think the the older you get for me, anyway, and the more you sort of realize what the real world is, and it's not just inside your head. It's it's all of us, like, linked through whatever way. And I think art is so important in that. It is about seeing different perspectives and learning and growing. And that's what art is. And that's what is so important to me now as I realise and that you grow the older you get. And I thought that was like an obvious thing, but it's really fucking not. Because there's so many dickheads out there that just regress because life didn't turn out the way they wanted to. So like when you're at stuff like the fringe and when you're like like in certain aspects of London, when you're like in that creative sense, when you're in a rehearsal room and things are just flowing, you're like, "This is it! Like this is worth everything. It's worth being the tiny rejections from flyering. It's worth the big rejections from not getting the ad. It's worth people like doubting what you're doing with your life. When you just get that sense of, mm-hmm. "I am, I am there. I am feeling it," and it's that is worth everything. That feeling yeah, alone 100%. is worth every single doubt and everything, anything. And that's that's what's beautiful about it. And that's why.
2: That's why. Yeah, very philosophical. See, right it's fucking positive now, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's a bit better. Um, but what, what interestingly today, like I kind of caught myself yesterday because it's been an intense month, you know, pressure of the shows. I didn't probably enjoy the last two shows as much as I should have because I was stressed, I was nervous. Um, but I was thinking today, like you spend a lot of your time, especially in the arts, like thinking. I just I want to get to this point, but then you're like, well, three years ago, if I knew where I was now. That's where I want it to be. So I'm kind of, like personally, I'm where I want it to be. And I'm like, you just enjoy
1: it. You Enjoy the process of it. What's Jamie, the point, you so? are the worst man for that in the world. I had to it sit him the down. Angry when man. you were in when you, he was in London. And by the way, like I wanted to leave this to the end, but Jamie is a genuine sensation. Like he is. It's I. The first time I met him, like I was like, I can't believe he's actually human. Like the amount of work he puts in, and the amount ima- and Elliot as well. Sorry, good man, Elliot. Um, but the amount of work that he puts in and how good and how professional he is but also how like engaging you are and every aspect is like you're so rare in that regard but also you don't give yourself any fucking credit because you're always like and that's a typical artist, Um, you always think oh I could do better, I could do more and I had to say that to you the last time, you're like geez just enjoy it will you, stop being so miserable, life gives you so few chances <laughs> to be a little bit happy, but, but you're not, you're very Scottish like you're very like oh, it could be better um, it's because
2: everyone's like you know did you, I? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Did you? Yeah. Yes.
1: Did you? We yeah. talked yeah. about this.
2: Yeah. Come on. Um, no, thank you for your positive answer at the end as well.
1: I appreciate it. And, thank you and accurate answer. The kind words. Yeah, as well. I appreciate it. I thought he'd get a round of applause there when I said he was great. So it's you mostly my
2: friends and they don't care. They've heard <laughs> <of> it before.
1: <laughs> so can I get a round of applause for Jamie for being exceptional? <laughs> um,
2: well speak we've spoken about not to be negative. Negative again. I'm losing my I'm losing my mind. Um, <laughs> But, like, how do you both cope in the difficult times? Because I know for a fact from speaking to you, Joe, you'd considered packing it in before, like, especially during the pandemic. Um, I know we kind of had similar conversations this month, Jazz, but, like, wh- how do you both, like, cope when you're like, I'm going to just give, pack this in, I can't do this anymore. Like, we'll start with you, Jazz.
3: Um, therapy, actually. <laughs> uh, but Genuinely, though, I did find with the, with the pandemic, I guess, well, in terms of negative times, what I, c- I can only think of now is the last two years. I've not been able to do it, I guess. And uh, that was, like impossible I felt I just did not know how to handle it because I couldn't I'd wrapped my identity around performing and not be able to do it just meant I just didn't know who I was anymore kind of thing so I did find like knowing the bad feelings and bad times will pass is the most important thing I find just kind of and just because you're having a bad feeling doesn't mean it's 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 anything but a bad feeling you know it's not the end of the world it just feels like it is you know Yeah, yeah and that's anxiety really anxiety just makes things feel like it is the, you know, it's never going to end, but just it always passes. It does always pass. It doesn't feel like in the moment it will. And sometimes it lasts longer, but it always will eventually pass. So I guess that is the thing. You just have to kind of ride the wave of it, really. Yeah. I and mean, that's the kind of the whole nature and of it. And have you
2: learned any techniques in particular that, that you could share that maybe help with that? Or? Um,
3: I, think, I think that is the key thing is just knowing it will pass. Um, because I did find my biggest thing, not to get into a therapy session, guys, you know, I can't help myself, but um, <laughs> my biggest thing was always distracting myself of being like, oh, I'll go on my phone or I'll, I'll do something else or, you know, uh, social media or whatever. And that would just spiral things even worse. Whereas I find feeling the feeling in your body and letting it kind of wash over you and kind of feeling where it is as well, because I find it's in my shoulders a lot. And I think once you kind of can pinpoint it and know where it is, and sit with it. And then, you know, it does relieve kind of stuff. But p- pushing it down was my issue. I was like, I'm grand. woohoo! <laughs> let's keep going. And that'll be a panic attack later and on. They and then do a row. friend show about the Muppets, and it's all and there we go. So yeah. she's made it. Do you know <laughs> right? uh, the <That's> mean? Yeah. <laughs> that's the whole thing, yeah.
1: Cool, cool. How about yourself, Joe? Um, the, Well, actually, therapy as well. I remember one or two occasions, myself and Jazz rang each other and compared therapy notes. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's like, what did she say to you this week? I was like, actually, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, that's good advice. Um. <laughs> And, yeah, there are, the thing is, like, I know we did discuss that. We have discussed it before about, like, actually packing it in. But I just can't. Mm. I don't know if it's a positive thing or if it's a neg- negative thing. But it's just, like, you kind of realize that life is is for living. And it's for living the whatever gives you serotonin, whatever releases, whatever is good in you. And what does that is being creative and being active and if I was just to give this up and become a teacher or a journalist or something like that, there would be aspects What's wrong with journalism? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh okay, have a go. Um <laughs> this seems the best time. Um they're bastards, why not? Um, <laughs> is anyone here a journalist?
3: Yes, most likely. <laughs> yeah. I
1: hate you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um,
3: yeah, dig yourself back out, Joe. Yeah, 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 yeah. okay He's already
1: dug <laughs> <done> a <laughs> big hole today. Right? He's not <laughs> yeah. gonna get out here today. <laughs> dig right? up, stupid. Um, <laughs> but it, no, it's just that thing of like, uh, what m- makes me happy, and it is the thing. It is this. It is being creative, and whenever I get into a, a funk where I'm like. I like what am I doing in my life? Which I don't think you can be an artist and not have that. I think you're mm-hmm. broken if you just are like consistently, like yes, I'm doing the right thing, and that's in every aspect of life as well. You have to question yourself, or else you're just delusional. Even if you're not doing anything, you're still delusional or you're very successful, you're still delusional. Um, so for me, it was just what it is I. I try to look at where I am, and then I try to think of something else I can do. Um, that's why, I like the networking nights and stuff I'm doing aside from that, the the comedy I'm doing, uh, the sketches. Podcast, whatever it is, I'm always. If I'm in a funk, the only way I can get out of it is by being productive and try, or at least attempting to be productive. And um, I've given up drink as well. I mean, yeah, do you
2: want to quickly talk about that because that's for charity as well? Yeah, I'm, ask um, it about
1: it later. I'm 200 and I think. Eight days in? Um, no applause for that. I don't know, guys. All right. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Jasmine. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm just
2: like... <laughs> so they don't want to clap for you. No, I, you. I think it's get, just because they all the have hint. a drink in their hand. and we
1: are like, what oh, a loser. <laughs> no, no
2: one wants to go on a date with you after this. No one's clapping for I you. Know, so just I just let me and Jasmine have the limelight and yeah. it's fine, right? It's,
1: yeah, this is great. Thank you all so much. Uh, but <laughs> with... No, I gave it up just because... I was working in bars, cause standard Irishman, and um, I was drinking. It was a London, um, and I was. I was. I don't think I was drinking far more than I used to, or whatever. But it was. I was looking into. I was working like a typical like Irish, Buckies pub where like people would come in at eleven a.m. and be there till basically close, and just they'd be throwing away their pension, not like throwing it away, but like spending it, on booze. And I was like, ye fucking egypt and um I was just like, I, I don't think I'll ever get there. I have family members that are there. Like, I have a big Irish family, and Alcala's running through them. And um, I was like, I don't think I'll ever get to that situation where I am relying on coming to this pub and, and whatever. But I just need to know what I could do a year. So 28th of January, day after my birthday, um, I said I'd do it. And I'm 200 and something days in. And I'm raising money for a charity, which is Share a Dream, which is... Um, a charity back in Ireland, which is set up, uh, it's a non-for-profit, unlike Make-A-Wish, make a um, which is for profit and should not really be allowed to be a thing. Um, no charity should be for profit, it makes no sense. And they help kids who are terminal or very unwell. Um, have It's a basic, it's Make-A-Wish, but just run by sound people. And um, so they actually, they got broken into during COVID. They're, they have an office in Limerick. And they thought they'd have to shut down because the damage was so bad and they have no money. So uh, I've raised, I think, 700 and something euro. I'm trying to get three grand. I don't know if I'll get up to three grand, but I'm trying to get as much as I can. So if anyone here actively wants to go to heaven, um, (laughs) uh, donate and go see Jasmine's show. (laughs) <laughs> Thanks, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's trip. A class, man. no, it's No, Listen, I think the longest I've went without a pint
2: probably, like, three weeks since I was 18, so it's 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 good good effort, good mm-hmm. effort. Thank um, you very much. Well, this is something I've actually never asked on the podcast before, but obviously the name of the podcast is Just Get a Real Job. Um, so has anyone ever said that to you, or has somebody ever said something that really, like, mot- in a sort of positive way, like, it, what they said by putting you down or something, did it actually motivate you more? Do you remember a family member... Or like somebody just sort of discouraging you from being in the arts. Did either of you have a memory. Um, of
3: I feel very lucky that I haven't had that in that uh, I feel like my parents kinda knew that I was deciding I was doing something, I was gonna do it anyway, regardless of if they told me to not to. There was definitely a sense of like, maybe get something a backup, especially in terms of going to college and studying. My mom was like, Business in the <laughs> do a bit of business. She kept saying something about getting your quivers and your bow. I don't know. She didn't know the analogy either. <laughs> she think um, you're Robin Hood. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Business Robin Hood, maybe. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, there's always a sense of get something to help. And I get that. And sure, certainly, I mean, it probably would have been handy to have <laughs> backup in something as well, even to help along the way. Uh, I do have another job in, in tourism. So during the pandemic, she was doing well. Uh, um, but that was like, you know, you do. Yeah. Thankfully, no one's ever been like, give up, <laughs> apart from Rishi Sunak, that one time, you know? Yeah, well, you
2: know.
3: What? You going what? To do? Uh, he did, there's like an ad thing that was like, this oh. ballerina could be in tech, you know? Oh, right? that, that, you know I that thought that he had a go at that, you. Like. Rishi Sunak called really me up and was like, Jasmine, it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> give up on your hopes and dreams.
1: That's, that, that's that's a bit rude, I have to say. Oh,
3: honestly. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know. Prick. <laughs> yeah, <I'm
2: fucking> <laughs> <hell>. <laughs> well, speaking of the cyber thing, that's actually quite nice you brought up because that's actually where this podcast came out of. I saw that advert and I, I'd always wanted to have a podcast started and failed many. Whether well, this is a success, well, who knows? But <laughs> it, it is a success. Is. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. He's going to accuse me of moaning in a minute. I will and accuse you right um, now, that moment. But like that advert started that and you know, now we are where we are. So, you know, it was yeah, terrible. Um, and I don't want to jump inside. Maybe he so did
3: something. that on purpose. No. I'll give him one. A bit uh, of credit. Credit, yeah.
1: Mm. Joe, how about yourself? Has anyone ever like I, c- I feel like it has been said to me a lot. Uh, (laughs) but i'm kind of (laughs) just
3: sorry that
1: got me yeah we noticed um but i remember one time clearly i was working in a hospital because i'm great um but i was working in the catering department so i'm not that great Mm -hmm. and um and there was like everyone who worked there was like older than the sun and like all of them are grandmothers from like the time they were born. It, it was, and they just couldn't understand anything other than getting a job with a pension. And I was in there just being like, not. I literally couldn't give a shit. Like, and I'm not even saying that to be cool, but I am really cool. Um, but I was just like, I was just making him do my job because I was like, you, you actively all tell me, I, like, they're like, Joe, the thing is, in, you have this job, you can't get fired. And I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to do my job. You guys do it for me because you're just telling me you're not going to get <laughs> sacked. And um, so they all get kind of annoyed. And then I'd always be off doing my plays or doing whatever. And, um, and one of them just come up to me one day. And I got on really well. And she was just like, would well, you not just pack it in? Like, would you not just... Give it up. Like, what are you? Like, what, what's the point? Like, you just, like, whatever. I, I don't know what point in my life this was. I don't know if I just done a show or whatever. I didn't get money back from it. I might have just been explaining with a big smile on my face that, oh, every time I put on a play, I lose money. Mm-hmm. Um, and she was like, we have to give it up. And I was just like, no, you big dumb idiot. And then, like, I remember saying it. It was around Christmas time, actually, because I said it to my, my, my neighbors from across the road. I always come over for Christmas Day. We're all playing music and having um, having a few drinks and I said it to my neighbour. I was just like, Yeah, this one said that to me today and he was just like, She's a fucking idiot. <laughs> and I was like, This guy's like a hardened like Garda who comes to see my plays and stuff like that. And Garda is like uh Irish word police officer. And um and like he was just like, He's a fucking idiot. And I was like, him to like just get that bit annoyed, should, like says more than him being like, Joe, you're good. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It like the same and like uh, I think across my family, like they're all musicians, but they're not artists. I've only got one uncle who's like, a, like a professional musician. Like they've all kind of got like proper jobs. So like, but they all have this. I've always got this sense that they all like are like, we believe in you because they come support me. They mightn't say, we believe in you, which would be nice. Um, every so often. Um, it's very Irish not to. Like, yeah, my yeah.
3: uncles would never like. You'd never get a hug, but they'd be like, he's a fiver. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's but that's, that's <laughs> fucking far better. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, fair. Far, far better. Yeah. I would
1: like, yeah, don't believe in me, but give me money. I prefer yeah, that one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's, it's always that sense. That, like Ever since I think I did my first play, um, I think before that my folks didn't have a fucking notion and didn't didn't understand it and didn't want me, not that they didn't want me to do it, but they just were just confused. But then when they actually saw that, there's mm. something there. Then there was just a sense of like they just would help me in any way I can. They'd, they'd always help, like, so that for that. And like, I'm internally grateful, but like, there was only I, in my time, I feel like I have gotten a bit, but that was the one that I remember because of the response from it. But uh, I never got a real job. <laughs> well, fair, yeah. Now you're, now you're in Edinburgh in the
2: free fringe for me, so D- yeah, out dreams out well. come true. Um, no, thank you both for answering that question. Uh, um, obviously, we'd, we'd kind of alluded to it. I promise this isn't at all that doom and gloom show, but like, what's the sort of biggest failure creatively that you'd ever experienced? And, and what did you, p- in a positive sense, cause uh, we all failed, It's nothing wrong with failure. I think society demonizes failure like wrongly. Like, you know, you don't learn unless you yeah. fail and like that's how you grow and that's how you become like, a better person. But like, what's the, like, what's your biggest sort of failures creatively and what did you learn from that
3: experience? Um, the first thing that comes to mind for me, it was a really, really bad bomb as a stand-up. And I think I might have talked about this probably well, in, you can in the first podcast. None yeah. Yeah. of
2: my friends listen to my podcast. Buy like, <laughs> four, buy like four of them so they'll never have heard it.
3: Okay, perfect. Uh, <laughs> you do, good. Okay, good, yeah. <laughs> You'll find Jamie, she does. I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, probably from, it, it was, uh, so I had this incredible opportunity to do a live uh, Irish TV uh Performance. That was amazing. Jasper. It was the worst gig in my entire life. It was so good. Over th- like 400 people in a TV studio um, on. I mean, in fairness, right, it's TV, so it sounds good, but it's Irish TV, so it's not as good. But it was on RTE, the main TV channel. It was a stand-up show. I'd gotten through to the final. The final was on live TV, and the thing is, <laughs> just to set the scene, it was like a chat show. It's a bit like, bit like Graham Norton, but a really bad version, like Awful. the worst version of Awful. that. And they pushed out this thing for us to stand on and do the stand-up. And it was like a brick wall, like a box to hide us in. So half the audience couldn't see us. It was just, oh my God. Anyway, uh, Michelle Visage was there. What? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> for no reason. Someone had just won a big box of Tato Crisps before we came out. I love it. Like It was just a chaotic time. Michelle had no idea it was happening. We were then pushed out then to come and do stand-up with three minutes to do. And I could hear all the other acts going on. It's four of us in total coming out doing their three and a half minutes. And I hear the f- uh, second act say um, something about like, oh, my hair was down to my hole, as in her hair was down to her arse, right? And the whole audience goes, <gasps> as in she said hole and they were shocked, right? And the stand-ups, so you are gonna say rude things occasionally. I have the word wank in my, sh- my set and I'm conscious of this, hearing them react to that. But I was like, no, it's fine. And I come out. And I'm like, yeah, ready to go. Uh, and I did my set. And they were all like eight year older. Do you know? They were like melting in their seats, all wearing little Christmas hats. And there's a man particularly wearing like antlers <laughs> and tinsel around him. It was Christmas. It was you recording for Christmas. Yeah. yeah, exactly, yeah. And it was just uh, the worst gig I've ever, it was such a bomb. They were just not, I could hear people at the top and the right-hand side, probably a couple of young women who were like, oh, I understand we were just talking about like, catcalling and stuff. And the older people were like, what the heck is that? It was just, it was a bit where I do this little rap bit, okay? It's, if you don't like, like it, fine, cool. But at least, you know, I'm talking fast. It's slightly impressive. The man with the antlers looks at his watch. During it, it's like a couple of seconds, crosses his arms and goes, oh, like, while I'm doing it. And it was just so painful. It was, oh my gosh. And I came off and was like, well, just bombed on national TV. Haven't gigged ever in Ireland. Came to Ireland to do a gig in front of anyone who's ever known me. And it was the worst, oh, it was horrific. I was like, kill me, kill me now. So it's probably the worst experience. Uh, now it's a funny story, but that's been years ago now. So but, I'm able to but
1: you did well though. I I like the recording's out there, like you did like you didn't falter. Do you know what I mean? Like it was just the audience were wrong. <laughs>
3: Let's say, say that, it probably joke, I, be I be have great. seen
1: the footage with women interviewed the first oh, right. time and you and it
2: isn't a bad set, like you know. Yeah, really but it was you. it was just felt yeah. bad. What, Michelle what was looking
3: at me up there and she was like, What the fuck's happening? <laughs> it was just honestly. But what did you what hero. did you
2: take out of that? Like in a positive, did you like that? W- the audits were wrong, th- yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No. let's go with that. Yeah,
3: no, so I guess like it was, it w- I needed it to happen, and that as a, c- a stand up, you need to bomb, you need to you need to go experience that, you need to fail as much as possible because that's how you get better at handling it, you know. And I just wish it wasn't on live TV, and <laughs> that's the main thing. But it, you just have to, you have to kind of experience those things and get on to the next one. Uh, so I learned from that in terms of resilience I guess and and doing it again and going again and again and also just leaving Ireland that was a great thing (laughs) I'd get on a plane and be like oh that's the real reason (laughs) yeah all my friends in London were like how was the live TV and I was like amazing <laughs> the best gig As I've ever done I suppose the one
2: good thing was that no one here probably would have saw it right it totally so no you're one saw you were secretly it. quite glad at that
3: oh moment, my god you know. thrilled yeah yeah I mean it was, it was fine it was just wasn't a setting and also the four of the comics I've seen them here since and they all, were all like trauma bonded over the whole experience we all know like that was the worst thing we've ever done
2: yeah. Joe apart from bombing in front of my audience tonight um, what's <laughs> the wor- I'm sorry that's so mean that's so mean
3: Jamie
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: The, uh, that oh, you're all alive now, uh, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, even got um, a fucking round of applause from you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what's the worst?
1: <laughs> oh, you're delighted with yourself now, aren't you? I feel like I i you're the, the biggest laugh of there. my life Yeah. yeah. Too. Just mic, drop the mic, all right? Uh, yeah. No, uh, apart from, <laughs> I want to <Yeah>. cry. <laughs> <laughs> That's broken. No, but you're uh, dead w- right. What's um?
2: What's like the biggest sort of failure you'd experienced as a creative and what you Um,
1: there's like. Like, it's hard to really, like, to say exactly what defines, like, a failure. Because for me, when I was thinking on it, when when Jasmine was explaining her incredible bomb, um, was I remember I had a play um, that I had just before. It was about three or four or five months before COVID, which I wrote called Bright Eyes. And um, I decided I was going to put a lot of, like... The whole thing when you're when you're I don't know what it's like um, anywhere else, but in Ireland to get reviewers in good reviewers, you have to do a two week run, and uh, everything I've ever done beforehand has been one week, and then so I was moving up to two week, and I fund everything myself. Uh, That's the reason I worked in a job I hated. It all came from my own back pocket, and uh, and even though I know I'm taking a hit, it was literally the reason I had that job was to pay for everything, and I've never regretted it. Never regretted what I was doing it. it. was my reason to wake up in the morning and and it was always always worth it but with bright eyes and when you when you write something and like and you run the production company there's always a fear of uh, like for me anyway I'm always very aware that like I will be perceived as like the be all and end all when it comes to production but I fully feel um, when I've written something and if I'm bringing something into it, it's their show so I handed it to the director and and I will stay out of their way, and whatever they need me for, that'll be fine. And with this run, I had booked it two weeks in August. It was like six months beforehand I got the cast, and the cast kept on chopping and changing, because they were dropping out for different reasons, which was a stress. And then um, the director, it became quite prevalent that the director wasn't up for it, and I couldn't deal with the situation, because I didn't know how to. I didn't have, I didn't, if I didn't have the capabilities, or if I just said I made the decision, I have to stick by it. And it was horrible. The cast weren't great as people, <laughs> to be honest, and uh, and the director wasn't a very good person. Uh, two weeks before I the show was due to go on stage, I ended up in hospital with arrhythmia, um, which wasn't great. I was in hospital for three days, and I was on extremely high medication when I got out, and then did the show um, that week, and then. I the show ran from Monday to Saturday, Monday to Saturday with a Sunday off, and on the Sunday, um, I um, had a date with my girlfriend of seven years, and that ended up with us breaking up on the Wednesday, uh, while doing the show, not while doing the show, like, <laughs> <laughs> but I it was not far off it, and then we I got no reviewers in, no one came to see it, because uh, just whatever reason, and. I got out of it and obviously I lost money but it was fine and I got like positive feedback from people but I was like so much of my life has gone into this and so much has changed because of it and I do feel like it has somewhat broken me but from that um, you kind of learn and especially when you're putting something on when you're working with other people you learn the type of person you don't Mm -hmm. want to work with and you learn the type of person, you want to punch in the face immediately. And I've yet to come to that terms with someone, but I'll know. Um, So from that, it is a case of... I have grown from, like... I won't say nearly dying, because that is incredibly dramatic, but not nearly being alive. um, To, like, um, really get me to that next stage in life, which was the only way I was going to do it, because if I didn't do that show, I would probably still be in a very bad relationship. Uh, I would probably still be in Ireland, and I probably would not be on the path where I feel like I will be who I want to be. So from that one, and there's been like, honestly, there was a million failures before that as well. There was like all to do, generally with me working behind the scenes, but I've never, I think I've always had that where I was like, this failure is just a stepping stone because I won't make that mistake again. And the most important thing when you're putting anything on, and it doesn't even matter if it's artistic when you're working with people, just work with the right people. And when you find that person, as in Jasmine, as in Jamie and Elliot, um, you don't get a shout out yet. You, you fucking hold on to them. You get your claws into them, and you don't <laughs> let them escape. If they're thrashing for air, you're like, no, no, you're a all good right. one. There's about four e in the world, all right? Yeah. And you do that, and Josh as well. There he is down there. Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were saying such a tender story you just lost it are the end
1: that's the Irish that's way, yeah, way. way. Right. we've got <laughs>
2: about nine minutes left I want to leave a couple of minutes for questions at the end so I'm going to have to skip a lot of questions I also going to quickly acknowledge that sadly Rebecca really couldn't be here tonight so I was to be free guests so I had to sort of rewrite my questions very last minute so thank you everyone for bearing with me as well if I've not been as on it as usual but um, I've got two literally questions literally no one noticed that no by one the one way like, I noticed, no one. I noticed <laughs> no, yeah I know um, but like you don't always have I've to point t- I've it I've got two more questions. Um, one very quickly. Um, I've already asked you about your worst part-time jobs before when you've been on the podcast, but I've got a new question, which is, if you didn't work in the creative industries, which I know we talked about, would never have blah, 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 is it like another totally different job, a real job, to quote, that you would do? You could see yourself doing like something just really random that you maybe dreamed of doing as a kid you're both
1: stunned as a kid I wanted to be a Teenage, a, teenage Mutant Hero totally Turtle different. as a kid <laughs> yeah, just anything can you know I be a Teenage
2: Mutant can I stick with that one you could, you could go with that one Yeah. Oh, our no. previous guest Brown Bear said he wanted to be a wrestler which is a nice for like a minute I want to be a
1: wrestler no you can have that I think I'd be I actually always thought I'd be a teacher or like an English and history teacher like one of those cool ones with like a jacket with like the things I think that rules you out yeah that <laughs> I don't know why I'm just suddenly sliding I don't know what on. I'm doing I I am I am here up with my own court um I I do that maybe to point at journalism again I feel like maybe sports journalism uh, film journalism something I I imagine sports journalism would actually be my answer to that yeah,
2: yeah. Just, I think I could see myself doing that writing about football or something yeah, yeah, It'd be yeah. fun fun do- it's kind of creative though
1: it's a little thing, bit. A little you bit. bit. You seem like a bit disappointed that it's kind of creative. Does it have to be something without any No, I just, I just sort of, yeah.
2: Well, I just sort of meant something totally different, a, a real job. But what is a real job? No such thing. That's the point of this exactly. podcast. I think this I have an answer.
3: I wasn't sure, but I think I would do something with history. Like I'd uh, be training, like be a historian or something. I would love that. Because I'm I a tour guide and stuff. I really have. And the play we, we wrote is about an Irish nurse in World War Two, So I really have an interest in history stories and stuff like that. So I think I would delve straight into being a historian. Yeah, yeah, no,
2: yeah. thank you both.
1: What's next for you both? What's next for you? What, have you got anything exciting planned? Um, well, I'm hoping to have my next play up and running sometime. I have to finish it, but I've been working on it for a good while, so I'm hoping to get that. Um, I have a producer interested, so hopefully get that up this year, if not early next year, as well as working with the creatives in Ireland to try and get a, a real scene going there and realize on the incredible talent, um, such as Jasmine, um, mm-hmm. of Irish talent in, in England. Um, in London specific, and just generally creating, as well as probably working in a bar.
2: Yeah, and yeah. watching my night get beat. is going to be great.
1: What? We literally just beat Liverpool. Let's enjoy it, it for a week. It won't <laughs> last, though. <laughs> it won't. That float. And you'll <laughs> get some. Go- and you'll get some
2: good content out
1: of it, so it'll be good yeah well i can't say that out loud i can't be like <laughs> well if they lose uh,
2: yeah you know? jasmine how about yourself what have you got planned i know mm-hmm. the play's been an enormous success so
0: yeah. is that going to continue on? so do you think?
3: yes hopefully we it's it's very up in the air at the moment again as mentioned with the play we had no idea how it was going to be received and the fact that it's been received so well um so it's definitely going to continue on possibly go on tour around the uk and ireland uh We've had a lot of people from New York being like, "Come, bring it to New York." Got a lot of New York Irish, so that would be amazing. You but should try to
1: do that in a New York accent. Sorry, I just, just I just did I
3: just do one. No, you did kind one? of a bad one. Okay. But
1: that's where the joke was. Hey. Thanks for everyone laughing. <laughs> that, was, that was still that. trying at the end. Still
3: trying. <laughs> still trying
1: to win these guys over. Okay, <laughs> <It's not laughs> <happening>. punch down.
3: <laughs> so that yeah, that's the plan is cool. for the play. Also to work on new plays as well. Uh, amazing thing about dating a writer <laughs> he'd be like give me more <laughs> so <laughs> we're going to work on more shows together um,
1: I, d- I think <laughs> like, I have other qualities
3: <laughs> of course of course, of course but and then for stand up and stuff I really I don't want to I really want to work on uh, more with it I don't want to mm. I don't want to be a very certain type of stand up I want to be able to be is, uh, that's the thing with the fringe as well you can just do whatever you want and so I want to continue with that and kind of branch out a bit and stuff so going to work on that
2: Cool, 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 cool. Um, so we have four minutes left, so I'm, j- I'm going to take some questions from the audience everyone has. On. You can also ask me a question if you don't want to ask these guys a question. That is also is that allowed. Is question jingle? But, um, yeah. Yes, it's the question. Wow. Quite thank you.
3: I like, was that very, it piano? That good. was great. It's very good. So Elias.
1: All right, come on, someone boost their yeah, egos. Does anyone
2: have any questions they'd like to ask the guests or me or anyone? Otherwise, we'll sit. In,
1: no, we're not finishing early. We'll sit in silence as a punishment <laughs> if no one has a question. I probably do have A favour right.
2: for you, sake, Joe. You know? No,
1: no, 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 no. We're not leaving here. Okay, someone ask um, a question. or else we're all sitting here. If silence. anyone
2: does have a question, I will pass them out. Thank, you. saves the day. Thank yes, you, Margaret. thank
1: you. Do you like being heckled? Uh, oh well, that's more of a jazz question because in in in. <laughs> plays it's kind of odd if someone if someone just like oh your mother uh, <laughs> I but I have done some stand up and, and I do actually really love uh, depending if, if someone like jazz is a professional so I am going to give an amateur answer but it, generally if there's someone who isn't uh, like a drunken idiot who just is just in, uh, then I, it is good it can be good banter and it is it adds to it but I'll let ask most
3: heckling is really people just joining in like there's a real sense of just like I'm here too and it can be fun There always has to be a point where you have to be like, okay, stop. You, know, you have to shut it down eventually I am a star. this is the thing exactly You have to, re- especially because the room le- lose faith in you then and you lose control of the room and then they're like well what's the point I was listening to it? this you know it just becomes you really have to keep an eye on it and balance it but it can be fun it can really add to it especially as well I did a gig recently uh, with Kyle who's just here his show is at 10.20 tonight mm-hmm. <laughs> Lies and Kyle's going to see it it's good. yeah it's very very good but the, the crowd is mental and it was like really bantery and that can be really fun but it just really you have to keep control of the room as a stand up particularly do you
1: have a favourite hackle that someone's done to you uh, not done to you, oh, but like you've burned them back. Let's not compliment the one... heckler.
3: Oh, oh, someone, the, the Muppets thing. <laughs> someone We're <laughs> talking about Kermit, and he was like, he's got a green dick. <laughs> I just thought it was very funny. <laughs> I was just like, I've never had someone shout, he's got a green dick at me before. So that was, that was a joy. So yeah, that was <laughs> my favorite. Went,
1: did he have like a revelation? Was
3: it like, was. Oh, like he's, he's got a green dick? He really was like taken in like, oh. it was, yeah, it was lovely. <laughs> he just had that moment. Yeah. It just the, it's nice to share it together. Yeah,
2: We probably have time for one more question, if anyone else. Do you have one? Thank you.
0: Um, do you guys have any tips for networking in the creative industries?
1: Thanks. Um. Well, for me, it literally is always it, depending on what level. So, what what are you? Are you a... a, uh, a not an actor or a writer. Or? Um, just in general. In media. Okay. 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 Well, the best way, as I feel, to do it is generally go to mid-level, if it's just say, we'll just use theater as an example, but it can be across the board. Go to m- mid-level theater, where people are like, literally like earning a wage to be alive, but are like on the grow. So whether it's a, um, so, and contact the theater company, generally via Instagram, and be like, hey, I'm coming to see your show tonight. Um, is there any chance any of you are around to meet for a drink afterwards, I'd love to talk to you. And do that, buy them a drink, and then just be in their company and things just happen from there. You do that enough, you get a name, and then you start getting invited. And then you're part of that circle. Don't become part of the inner circle. Stay part of the circle and stay independent. But it is literally start from there and grow. But it is just contact and they will be delighted. Because you're not good. Like the thing is, by the way, don't critique them. Okay? <laughs> don't give your opinion. Have you
3: done that? Yes, you have, 100%. Why else? I ask? Of course, of I, course. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I learned this the hard way. So I went to see, I can't remember what play it was, and like, I was like, oh, that's my noise when I'm being an arrogant prick. And um, <laughs> they were like, oh, what do you think? And I was like, well, I really like this part. Of it. But this, when, in the second act, I just sort of lost it. And they went, Joe, sometimes just say nothing. Mm. Um, and I was like, OK. So I learned yeah, that. Okay. So don't ever go anything more, anything less than a compliment. Just say, I really enjoyed it, no matter how you actually feel about it. Because if you, you have to live and die by lying um, <laughs> most of the time, but if you want to grow, don't be honest. Be honest. With <laughs> be honest with yourself.
3: <laughs> yeah, I I you don't have an answer for that at all. Joe is the authority I'll, on that. Well,
2: as you know, I, depends what part of media you want to work in. But in like sort of TV and stuff, there's lots of different ways. Like social media is a great way of doing it. Like I get a lot of guests from social media on this podcast. Just like tweeting people you like, reaching out to them. Um, but just being yourself, being nice is the best way. I mean there's a lot of fakers in this industry, a lot of egos yeah. in this industry. I will say um, being
1: yourself, okay. Uh, <laughs> but like uh,
2: being yourself no, and being nice is hard for if people. If you are like within reason, if depending who you are, um no. Why hint. is he pointing at me lots? Um, like. like if you are just yourself and you you know put yourself out there and I think that
1: you know can go a long way. So yeah. And just, just keep emailing people but in a polite way. So the main thing is know your shit and only be honest when it suits you. <laughs>
2: Well, we're out of time, so <laughs> thank you very much, Joe and Jasmine, for your oh, time. Thank it's been l- absolutely lovely having you here. Thank you as well for everyone that supported us over the last um, three weeks. Some of you have been here every week, which is lovely. Thank you so much. Uh, massive shout-out to Amanda, who is doing for t- uh, photos for us tonight. Um, a big shout-out to Amy Dindal, who does the artwork for the podcast, who's in the audience tonight as well. Thank you so much. Um, Elliot, as always, you've been an amazing help these last three weeks. Um, of course, you know, we do this podcast. Please listen to it. Please share it on social media. Um, this episode will be out as an episode in a few weeks as well. I'm going to be standing outside with a bucket. So this is a free show. But if you enjoyed it, if you want to donate the money we make, it goes to just back into the podcast. I may, as our guests tonight have talked about, I make a loss on this podcast. I just do it because I love it. Um, but so if you can, it's a cost to living Christ. But if you can afford anything, that'd be lovely. Um, and have a lovely night. So there you go. That was episode
0: 91 of the podcast. Big, massive shout out and thank you to Jasmine and Joe for joining us. It was amazing and hilarious having you two come on a podcast. So thank you so much once again. And thank you so much for listening this week. Yes, it's been an incredible run Even though it was only three shows We really thoroughly enjoyed it And thank you for coming along with us It was uh, really good And yeah, it was definitely an experience we'll never forget So thank you once again Just to remind you as well If this is the first time listening to the podcast Check our back catalogue This is episode 91 And to be honest, I'm still in disbelief That we're still going with all these episodes But everybody enjoys it And so it's brilliant So yes, if you want to check out more Check the back catalogue As always, check us on social media Word of mouth is always good for us. And if you can, you can always donate to us. But yes, thank you for listening. And hopefully Jamie will be back. I keep saying this, but hopefully he will be back with the intros and outros. But he will definitely be back to normal schedule of Just Get a Real Job. Normal episodes as usual. But until then, take care of yourselves and bye for now. Just get a real job.